Hello, and welcome to Brand Week, the podcast. My name is Al Manorino. I am a senior producer of the Ad Week Podcast Network. And with me, as always, unfortunately, is my co-host and best buddy, John Heil, uh, GM of podcasts, finance extraordinaire, and just all around a great dude. What's going on, John? Hey, Al. How we doing? I'm doing great. We are on day two of Brand Week. Tell us a little bit about what day two has in store for us. Yeah, we just wrapped day two programming. It's about 5, 530. And uh, the theme of the day was the agile thinkers. Um, so that was kind of the focal point of the day, all the programming pointing us back towards that. Do you want to tell us uh, a little bit about who our two special guests are? Well, we do have two incredible special guests. One of my favorite people on the planet. John Earmuffs. Mine Alyssa, too. <laughs> one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, she is the creative and inclusion editor at Adweek. She is the host of Off Madison on the Adweek Podcast Network, as well as the co-host of Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. I know all of this because I work really, really closely with this guest, Shannon Miller. Shannon, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You did forget one more title. Uh, I am also the um, president of the Al Manorino Fan Club. Yes. There is one that exists. Yeah, this, it's one member. <laughs> we are small but mighty. <laughs> um, and also we have another special guest. Uh, yesterday we spoke to our chief content officer, and then uh, we also had a, another speaker. This time around we have some, an audience member. We have an attendee, which is really mm. fun. Uh, we have... Tara Nolan, who is a conscious marketer, creator, and consultant, and overall awesome human being. So glad that you can join us on the podcast. Well, thank you for that introduction. Very happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So Tara, Al kind of read a, a brief description of what you do. In your own words, how would you describe you know what you do and why you're here with us for the week? Yes, that was the top line, concise. <laughs> the longer version. So I have been in global growth for holding company agencies the majority of my career. So biz dev, um, looking for client partners and all of that to, um, to work with, which has been great. Also communications as well. So I've known the Adweek crew for quite a long time. Um, but currently, um, in the past few years specifically, I've focused a lot on sustainability just out of personal interest and so started creating some content of my own primarily on Instagram and a blog and focused on travel specifically but then that kind of enveloped into a lot of other things and so it's really my passion um, and I hear a lot of the brands marketers saying this as well throughout the the week that really you know purpose at the core meaningful um, not only campaigns but just having you know greater um greater meaning as a brand and how you express that to not only your consumer base, but communities and people at large and the world at large. So that whole um, position is really important to me in working with brands and, and any kind of entity really to just better the cause and do greater together is really what I'm about. Excellent. And you know, this is brand week, the podcast, this is an extension of this live event that we're doing in Miami. Um, what, what brought you here um, and what are you hoping to get out by, you know, learn at the end of all of this, which uh, ends on Friday? I know. So we're Crazy. not even midway. So yes. um, I'm actually working with Adweek as an Adweek creator. So this is kind of the, the pilot program slash first iteration of how you guys are creating um, different different formats, amplifying the event that's happening, which is really awesome and I think very smart. Um, I know the group is quite large. Some some people have up to, you know, 2 million 
followers on TikTok alone, which is insane. Um, I am not at all at that level of, you know, following an audience and maybe one day, but um, really I think what's special about that is just, like I said, being able to amplify what's going on here through different lenses, people with different networks, whether they're large or small, because, you know, you can have a couple people that are followers that have their own influence and networks. So you know how it works. It's media. Um, but I think generally, you know, these events are just so great, especially after this pandemic to just come together. The vibe is cool. Who doesn't love Miami? But bit of networking and just finding, um, you know, those connections with like-minded people, you know, it doesn't matter whether or not you're, you have an immediate need today or tomorrow, but that kind of idea of, you know, karmic business and how can you make an introduction today, maybe connect with someone in the future. And if I can't offer you something today, maybe it's something, you know, in a couple years or vice versa. But I think that's really important and just everyone getting together, especially after not being able to get together and, um, and just hang out with like-minded people and have a good time. It's like a mini festival. It's good. Absolutely. So on the theme of traveling and getting together, when Al let me know that you were going to be one of our guests on the show today, I did what any good host would do. And I Googled you. And of course, in looking <laughs> at your Twitter bio, I saw your location listed as New York and Caribbean. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. <laughs> so that was a happy accident. Um, that was my pandemic silver lining for sure. Um, it's kind of funny because I, I think a lot of people sometimes when they make these big life choices and changes, it's pretty you know black and white. It's like, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go live there and like that. That's my decision. And mine was not at all like that. It was a very serendipitous kind of journey to um, having multiple bases, I guess you could say. And so I left New York. I've always lived in Brooklyn um, with the exception of a few years in Europe, but I decided to leave New York and just put my things in storage and moved in with my parents. This is peak pandemic. They were on Long Island. It was it was crappy, you know, um, <laughs> and then some friends invited me to go on a vacation. So I said, OK, well, that, I'm that just going to sounds better than Long yeah, Island. <laughs> much better. Uh, so I was like, OK, I'm just going to pack a bag, um, you know, for the week ish. And then I got down there and um, it was great. It was safe and happy and sunny and I can go swim and more friends that I didn't expect to be there started showing up there and it was island life, you know, coming from New York and it's New York, it's tough, it's a grind, it's crazy. A pandemic was insane on so many levels, but um, the Caribbean was not that way and it was just a wonderful place to be and so I ended up staying there for eight months um, in St. Bart's in particular. Wow. So it's quite a dynamic international crew, as you can imagine, to say the least. And it was just awesome. It was it was a real, you know, 180 from what my life was before um, having moved there. So and as a result, I've gone back last season and then this season as well. I'll go back there. But the funny thing is about that particular island is that it's it's quite international. So you've you've got people that are are still working or they're retired, but they're they're business minded. You're not just, you know, drinking a margarita on a hammock somewhere. And, you know, you're involved. It's it's a good crew to be around. Well, the next time we interview you on the podcast, we will definitely, we will gladly come to you, you know, especially if it's uh, when you're, you're invited. In the you're all invited. <laughs> yes. um, we will invite ourselves. <laughs> so, Shannon, we are in Miami, very mm -hmm. close to your stomping grounds in Clearwater, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, how does it feel to not have to travel to an Ad Week event? And uh, I guess, I mean, I think that's basically it, honestly. How does it feel to not have to travel? Um, dope. <laughs> I, I have spent a lot of time in airports yeah. since uh, joining in an official capacity. And, you know, there was a, a before and after 
um, time where, you know, before I was like, I would love to be able to just, you know, jet set and, you know, hop on a plane and go here one month and here the other month. And then I started to kind of do that. And I was like, oh, no, I should have been specific. Um, <laughs> Careful what you manifest. <laughs> exactly. And, it, you know, it's I am not at all... Uh, you know, com- complaining. I'm not complaining about these opportunities I have. It's great. But I think that there is such an untapped potential in Florida that exists um, within and outside within and outside of our industry. And, you know, Miami is such a great focal point for, um, you know, what is possible in the Floridian market and in, in advertising. But there are so many you know, little markets in Florida that are really on the upward trajectory, like Tampa, where, you know, I'm, I'm from, is really growing its presence. And on top of that, they're using this growing presence to tap into Hispanic and Latinx markets because it is very prevalent there. So it, it's cool to be able to sort of take our industry as, you know, we talk about decentralization a lot um, and, and really look at what's existing beyond these major hubs that we're always talking about, like New York and LA. Um, And also just outside of that, from a real personal aspect, I love not having to rush to a plane. (laughs) That was really great. I really liked, um, you know, still packing the morning of and not having that inherent stress of like, am I going to miss everything? Or, you know, is the the TSA line going to be long? I'm like, let me think about these dresses for a second and I've got time. We can just mosey on down there whenever it's, it's been just a really great experience all around. Jealous. We'll be right back after these messages. All right. So we did this uh, with our first two guests on the first episode that we recorded yesterday, and we're going to rope you guys into doing this as well. So we want to go around the table quickly and have everyone say from today, your favorite session that you either went to or hosted, your favorite swag or activation from upstairs, and what you had for lunch. I see the look on your face, Shannon. I can't answer two of those questions. <laughs> oh, no. Why does no one have lunch? I don't know. It needs to stop, honestly. So, okay, there is a little bit of a contingency plan. <laughs> okay, great. Which, which is coffee order. Because most people, when they were like, I didn't have lunch yesterday, I just had four coffees. <laughs> I can maybe answer that. Right. Let's, let's, let's throw it to, to Tara first. So, okay. uh, Tara, so, uh, favorite, seg- uh, favorite uh, session, your favorite activation or swag, and then what you had for lunch. Okay, so I can answer all these questions. <laughs> Although I, I feel prepared. like the, the first one's a little unfair since it's only Tuesday and there's so much more to get into. Yeah. Um, but I really would sit out Planned Parenthood today really awesome um, the brand honoree I think of Adweek right uh, brand visionary was it no Pharrell was visionary. a visionary I think Planned Parenthood was um, your brand purpose yes that was it um, so it's just an awesome award I mean it's it's very cool of Adweek to recognize Planned Parenthood and I mean for obvious reasons and it's uh, really hit home and just an amazing um conversation to have on stage so that was great um there's also so many more that i really liked but i won't get into it now um the second question on the lunch or was that active or activation either order um so i got a yeti 
thing last night. Ooh, so I brought it to get my coffee this morning, which Excellent. made me feel good about myself and saved a plastic <laughs> cup. And then I actually did eat lunch. I had some raviolis or a gnocchi, actually both, because you had uh, ravioli and gnocchi and some salads. So I actually managed to eat, which felt pretty good. But well, now I'm hungry again. Congratulations on being our first guest to have had lunch. Yeah. God, I feel like a slacker, <laughs> man. John or I. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's going back to Shannon now. <laughs> Pressure's on. Oh, man. So, uh, well, my favorite overall talk, I I had the honor of hosting, or rather moderating two, and I got to speak to Kaylin Thornton, who's the CMO of Gatorade. And Gatorade has had this really uh, solid reputation for elevating their platform to speak to a higher purpose. And I thought that Kaylin did a really excellent job of talking about the uh, responsibility that brands have to their audiences beyond selling a singular product. So purpose over product has been a through line through everything that I've gotten to uh, moderate thus far. And you could see the audience really engaged. You could see how passionate he was about his role. He doesn't take his role lightly. He understands that the the power that he wields, not just as a representative of Gatorade, but just as a person within our industry. And him talking about how powerful this industry is really hit home. And also he took a moment to show Gatorade's latest work where they honored Serena Williams. And um, that may have been a mistake on my end because I keep forgetting that every time that ad comes up, I cry. (laughs) So (laughs) we were both looking at each other um, as the thing was going, we're like, hold it together, hold it together. But it really spoke to how the brand has been so intentional about recognizing athletes across the gender spectrum and not keeping it to just the boys. So it was really great to have that conversation. Now, aside from that, um, shout out to Manoj um, Raghunandanan over at uh, Johnson & Johnson, who was part of our masterclass about uh, marketing to a multicultural audience. And he just killed it. Like he knocked it out of the ballpark. And he was so passionate about like, brands doing more like it's not enough to have a um, activation or a, an initiative and not do any follow-up to really provide resources for that community so all of that was really really special um, in terms of activations or swag or swag group black has um, bluetooth speakers that they're giving out. Ooh, that's a hot one. I did yeah. not see those yet. And they are nice and they are branded and it was the coolest thing I've received thus far. Um, although that's not to say that um, VML YNRs uh, has been giving out really quality towels. <laughs> no one understands how hard it is to get a quality towel in a swag bag. It's usually like rug uh, consistency. <laughs> it's usually you wash it twice and it just falls apart. And it's just a memory. It's just a sheer memory. <laughs> Whereas these are like solid, solid towels. So I really liked those two. Um, and my coffee order <laughs> was a tall caramel macchiato. Yeah, it was a tall yeah. iced caramel macchiato and it was very delicious. And I'm going to get food right after this. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> While we're on the topic of coffee, Al, who brought you your first coffee of oh the day today? I was struggling, guys. Today it was it was pretty rough. We had it, very, it was an early. We had a VIP very breakfast. fun party at the at the wharf, uh, which was great. And uh, yeah, so I needed coffee this morning, and I, I was, had a very early morning session uh, with uh, one of our partners, Pod Sites, which was really cool. And uh, John brought me my coffee 
which was uh, very nice of him. You know, had pod- the wrong milk in it. <laughs> GM of podcasts and errand boy. Errand boy as well. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was probably my favorite thing that I had was that coffee because it saved my life. So I'm going to go in reverse order. Um, I did pick up, I have to, I have a picture of it. So I'm going to pull it up real quick. I took a picture of the best swag I've gotten so far. It is um, a, a Casely Power Pod, which is a magnetic power brick that you stick to the back of your phone. Mm. So you don't actually have to like plug in anything. You just charge up the power brick. And then um, my favorite session for the day, um, I mean, I, Shannon already mentioned it, but uh, it's one of, um, it was the, the Gatorade one, which was mm. pretty incredible. Um, so uh, John, what, I mean, honestly, people just want to know what you had for lunch at this point. But <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll get to lunch in a minute. Okay. <laughs> So my favorite session was one that Ann moderated earlier this morning with Group Black and OMG. Uh, And I really like the messaging that Travis had around their whole focus around turning influencers into makers. And instead of, you know, sort of having them just create their original content like they usually do, and then finding a way for a brand to just kind of put their logo on top of it, really turning them into makers that work with the brand to create something kind of custom with them, I thought was a really interesting messaging and takeaway. And he had a lot to say about sort of like the mental health of influencers, how much, you know, they're sort of starting to get like worn out and all this and sort of not knowing like where and when their next paycheck is coming from. And then finding a way to, you know, he talked about being employed 52 weeks out of the year that, you know, it's a year round job for them, work with a brand, make it more of a steady thing and less kind of project based that I thought was like a really interesting message and sort of a little bit of a shift in the industry from the way it kind of has been historically. And even like from a consulting perspective too, right? Like influencers, instead of just creating the content, like they can be a, a person that has a brain that's really invested in helping the brand develop. So. It, exactly. It does go both ways, yeah. right? That, you know, not only is the brand, you know, telling them how to, you know, advertise on their behalf, but it's also, you know, what should the brand yeah. be doing to be better, reach yeah. their audience in the right way. Makes all of a lot that. of sense. Um, so my activation of the day is I finally went up to, are we calling it the color wall? Upstairs, yeah. is that right? I think, I think, I don't know if it's specifically called the color wall, but please describe I'm, I'm gonna call it. We know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. just the, yeah. the giant mural that says Brand Week. I grabbed some Sharpies and started adding some uh, some orange zebra stripes. Oh, okay. very so cool. That's how I spent part of my afternoon. I haven't done that yet, but I also can't draw. So There's a lot of branding going on. I've noticed people <laughs> <laughs> writing www. Yeah. like a house. It's like, well, okay, you, you can <laughs> find sense. me at. It's very, <laughs> it's very fitting, though. Yeah. We are at Brand Week. I know. It uh, made me smile. And then... Potentially my biggest takeaway of the week is that I think I really like having dessert at lunch. No, no, no. The, just the dessert here is really good. I, I think oh, it's both. I miss yeah. the cannoli today. Shout out to the dessert around. team at the Intercontinental <laughs> the <dessert> <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> they must have a team. It's very good. Yeah. Um, French but, pastry but, chefs. But there was this like cake in a martini glass kind of thing. That, that was very good. I, I had two. Fancy. I had two of them. Shannon's like, I did I, it. I just need to eat one. I, just, I, I, I had to rush. Day. I saw it and I was like, that is gorgeous. And I was going <laughs> to grab one. Next time you rushed. take that on, you take that on the run. I told myself I was going to grab one and then I went back. <laughs> you had enough for the both of us. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Um, we had an average of one between the two of us. <laughs> right. So yum, yum, yum for me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, we talked about it a little bit on the first episode, but now we actually have the moderator of the amazing session from day one. I'd love to hear Shannon, you know, you got to speak to Pharrell. What was that like? Um, so let's go back a little bit. Yeah. Let's go back to that day where, um, I woke up and just screamed. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, why me? What is happening? What is this? It was, I was very nervous all day. I, I've been fortunate enough to talk to a lot of incredible people in our industry and in entertainment, but this was the large, easily the, the biggest thing that I've, I've had to do. And he's just done so much um, outside of music that I was like, I, I felt this pressure to encompass everything in this one talk. And then I realized that that wasn't my job. It was to really talk about like what he's doing specifically to grow branding and to um, take brands to task, to take on a higher purpose. And um, so getting to talk to him was was really key. I was just like, I just don't want to fall and I, on the stage because that would be really bad. And I don't want to have this like dead conversation. And he made it so, so easy because he is naturally passionate. Um, I think we've all kind of encountered the marketer person that knows how to package a message. But when it comes to having the right um, heart and drive behind it, it's not quite there because at the end of the day, it's just ROI and KPI and just hitting the marks. And that didn't feel that way at all with Pharrell. He really wants brands to recognize their full potential to drive not just change but policy change and there's a there's just so much power in that and there's so much power in using his platform to correct these issues in a big way because he doesn't have to do this um it it was just really it was really eye-opening in terms of like just how much he quietly and literally quietly because he is a very soft-spoken man (laughs) um how much he he quietly does to shift our industry in a better direction so i was really fortunate enough um i was really really fortunate rather to not only um speak to him but be able to offer that to our audience as well so it was it was a lot it was really really great and um when he was very very warm he gave me a hug on stage, I was like, oh, okay. And um, he gave me in the green room too. He was genuinely excited that he got to be here. And that was nice too, because there's like, hi, you're Pharrell. Like, why are you? Why are I think you he ex- knows. Yeah, like, you're excited to be here, here? Like, I'm excited to be here. But he was genuinely super, like, whoop, like whooping. Like, he was so excited. And it was just, Really great to have that energy here. That's amazing. Well, you did a fantastic job. Yeah, cool as a cucumber. Almost goes without saying. I really mean it. Thank you so much. And I think my biggest takeaway from that session is that you know, by the end of when he was done talking, I almost forgot that he had a music career, right? That he had I so know. much to talk about kind right. of kind of since then or on top of that, that you almost, you could just forget about the music career. Still an amazing person, mm-hmm. an amazing career just through, you know, everything he's doing through his platform, philanthropy work, yeah. investing in the black community, like all of these things that that alone is like, a, you know, with just that, he still probably would have been up on stage. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he doesn't have to even stray from the music if he doesn't want to. The music could carry him for the rest of his life. He's Absolutely. one of our most prolific music producers of our time. He never has to, I mean, I don't know the man's financials, but my guess is... <laughs> I'm assuming he's okay. Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> Number one he's revenue comfortable. Stream, That's a good assumption. <laughs> he never has to, like, venture out if he doesn't want to. But to see him like tap his own potential and use that to be like, hey, I can bring all of 
what I have to offer creatively to skincare, to fashion, mm-hmm. to shoes, um, to you know anything else I put my mind to, and then say, okay, now that I've done that, now I'm going to help other brands reach their potential and see what they can do to help, you know, the queer community, um, the black community, disabled folks. Like it's just he does so much. And I'm, we always talk about, like, he is like the perennial vampire. Like, he looks like he just has all the rest in the world. And he's doing so, so much and just making it look so easy. And I almost kind of want to make the comparison. I didn't think a sports analogy would come up today, but he's almost like Tom Brady in that such a long career, you know, he could have sort of hung up the cleats a long time ago, but mm-hmm. he knew there was more gas in the tank. You know, he wanted the, to move down to the bucks, if you will, and, you know, add on a couple more years to his career and just and just keep going. And he's just found success every step along the way. It's legacy mm-hmm. building. Like he's literally just continuing to build out. And I, I think this is like his real passion project now. But like that's the power of celebrity today as well, right? Like I think that the most impressive ones, I think we'd all agree, are the ones that are using their talents and power for good. Yeah. And it's like, amen, you know, more of that, please. Like it's, it's, they really, they're influential. Yeah. Brand visionaries. Yeah. It's, it's using branding and leveraging it um, in the highest way possible to set like a really, really solid legacy that like, you said there could be generations after us that never know that he's a producer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and then they'll realize like, oh, not only is he a producer, he probably influenced a lot of great music that I like. So it's it's incredible to see what he did. He has had time to do all of this, start a creative advocacy agency called Mighty Dream and still released, uh, <laughs> and still produced Cash In, Cash Out. I don't know if anyone's heard that song. <laughs> it is dope as hell. It's amazing. So it's like, he, he, kind of also a great name, like considering all the things he's doing, <laughs> cash in, cash yeah, out, like doing this, doing that, doing this, that. no, but and, yeah, in seriousness, also what he said about like curiosities, like if you're not curious, you're dead. And I was like, totally agree with that. So yeah. And that was the one time I buffered, man. I think I was like, I don't even know how to fall. <laughs> <laughs> so t- uh, Tara, you uh, mentioned earlier that you've taken a ton of notes have a lot of a notes. lot of notes what were some of the other highlights could be day one could be day two what were some of the other highlights for you uh so far with the with the programming so a session yesterday um with mastercard and new york times was super interesting it was all about sonic branding is that a raja raja minar correct uh-huh. um he's he's great he's so, so great cool. he's incredible so, um and nice he man, he really broke down sonic branding for the audience in a really simple way and he talked about like three layers and the first being melody which was kind of like okay like that's a cute thing and like I don't really want to listen to it but that's fine that's like your baseline and then he talked about a sonic signature which was like the meat of what they get into which is a subset of the melody and that's where things got really interesting with what MasterCard is doing because they they will from a geographical perspective and even genre like coffee house for sports just riff on the melody and create all these different sounds that will resonate with the right consumer base and audience. So that was crazy. And he said some of the the, the music that they produced actually hit the top of the charts in different markets like Turkey to like Seoul, Korea. And mm. I was like, that's so cool, right? And then very intelligently off the back of that, they created this album, this compilation of all the, the chart-topping sounds that was called Priceless. And I'm like... 
that is priceless. Like that is a smart marketing <laughs> right branding. there. Smart. And then he also had a third layer that was um, was called acceptance sound. So it's like you have to consider like what is part of that melody that or not that you can you can construct that won't make someone literally go crazy because they're hearing the same kind of melody over and over, right? So I thought that was a really interesting consideration um, as well. So that was cool from yesterday for me. And then also, like we spoke a lot about Pharrell, so no need to reiterate there, but just awesome guy. And, and today, you know, Gatorade as well was just so good. And I think, like we were just talking about a moment ago, what I've been really happy to see as a, as a red thread and a theme has just been business for good. Like I, there hasn't been one session that I've sat in that hasn't hit on, you know, whether it be inclusion and diversity or sustainability really, or just using your, your power and your leverage of your celebrity or your brand, like do better, like focus on the community, don't focus on the, the acronyms and the KPIs like mm-hmm. focus on just doing better as a as a business, and that's just made me really happy to hear and see. And and so, okay, and so we've talked about today, we've talked about yesterday, and you know Pharrell again. What are you guys most looking forward to in the rest of the week? Ooh, well, I have a really interesting um, talk with Jay Livingston from Shake Shack coming up. Um, so I am excited to um, get into that and talk about building um, community into your branding. And also, you know, Thursday is Kevin Hart Day. So, oh, so funny. It's a big day for us. So I am excited to uh, see that talk. with, And he's talking with our editor, editor of Ad Week, um, Jason Lynch. So that should be really, really intriguing and really I, cool. I am technically opening for Kevin Hart. So I'm going to, A, put that on a resume, B, yeah. uh, probably just call in sick and not go, because that's terrifying. <laughs> like, so you're going to claim terrifying. it, but not do it. Yeah, I mean. I'll, I'll put on the ad week suit. I can fill in for you. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> it's it's so easy, honestly. Uh, and Tara, yeah. what about you? I'm looking at the app right now, because I've like used the schedule thingy, so I'm like, all right, what am I nice. going on? That's a nice plug for um, the app. Right? <laughs> download it we have uh, Down- there's i mean tomorrow i think is a lot back to the point of like you know purpose and and meaningful branding i think there's a lot of that so i'm excited for a lot of that programming um i know there's a travel session with away that should be cool um traveling is near and dear to my heart as i've been on the road for like two years nonstop. it's been a little nuts but um that should be cool and then also on friday like all the metaverse content in web3 i love that there's a whole day dedicated to that and i think a lot of it is again like leaning back into what web3 really is which is you know circularity and inclusion and so i'm really keen to see like what the intersection of sustainability looks like with web3 so i'm hoping to hear some of that come out in some of the conversations on friday yeah i'm very excited to see uh kathy hackle who uh, hosts our metaverse marketing podcast that we have uh as part of the ad week podcast network shameless plug mm-hmm. uh very excited to see her in person because i've uh listened to her on the podcast and seen talks but uh, i've never seen her in person and she is uh the godmother of the uh, metaverse, as she proclaims. And honestly, it's pretty accurate. So I'm pretty excited (laughs) to see that. And so Tara, before we let you go, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? Where can they find you? What's coming up next? The floor is yours. I've got a website, (laughs) taraknolan.com. Branded myself by myself. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm I'm here to to collaborate. And I'm, like I said before, karmic business, um, finding, you know, the right partnerships and doing good and and teaming up with the right people for the right causes. And that's why I'm here. So (laughs) taraknolan.com. Shoot me an email or find me on Instagram, too. Love that. And Shannon, you are doing a million things, as previously described. Where can people find you on social, and where can they hear you on the Adweek Podcast Network? 
Um, if you're looking for me on social, don't. Kidding. Um, <laughs> I am um, at Shannon L underscore Miller on Twitter and Instagram. Very light on Instagram, very heavy on Twitter. So um, look for me there. And I host a couple of podcasts through Adweek. Um, one of it, which is our longstanding podcast. Yeah, that's probably an ad with my incredible co-host, a community editor, Luz Corona. Shout out to Luz. And then my um, newest baby is Off Madison, which is a narrative podcast that takes a look at all of the change makers outside of New York that are working to push our industry in a more inclusive direction. And we have um, such an incredible roster of talent that... Um, wafts in and out of each episode between Adweek experts and um, so little known creatives that should be way more celebrated. So we do our best to celebrate them there. And yeah, I'm very passionate about all of it. So please go listen to it wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And we have so many good podcasts on the network. I tell myself, don't pick a favorite. Don't pick a favorite. It's off Madison. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, John, you're the GM of podcasts. You can't pick favorites. <laughs> they're, they're all my children. I love all of them equally, but off Madison, just a little more. And as for me and John, we are working tirelessly on the Adweek Podcast Network, which uh, we are up to like almost like 12, 14, 17 shows. John, how many shows do we have in this network? 18. Oh my God. 18. Who manages you this? You didn't see the New York Times presentation yesterday on podcasting, did you? No. <laughs> but, we, but the great thing is we can catch it on, on demand. There you That's go. Part. And also, I think at some point you might be able to hear it on this very feed. Mm, that yeah. is a future so, episode coming soon. Yeah. So we'll actually have uh, select sessions from Brand Week that will be full episodes that you guys can hear and enjoy. So I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, but yeah, you can find me at Al Manorino on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm usually wearing a crazy uh, suit uh, on stage, yelling trivia questions at people. So that's a lot of fun. And uh yeah, I'm very excited about that. For those of you just listening in, Al's suit today is purple and has an ice cream cone on it. It's and, got a bunch of stuff. It's flip flops. It's very a Miami. I see a martini suit. and yeah, some really. Sunglasses. If you go outside, you'll kind of blend right in. If I go outside, I'm gonna melt. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it's Miami. Uh, but thank you both. Seriously, thank you so much for joining us on the second official episode of Brand Week the podcast. John and I. Uh, this is our baby, and we absolutely love doing this. And uh, it's great to have two amazing guest thank you both thanks so much for joining us honored to be here and i love your suit al thank you yes ditto (laughs) thank you for listening to brand week the podcast part of the adweek podcast network and acast creator network this podcast was produced by al manorino and john heil and edited by lane mcgibbony at boutwell studios you can listen and subscribe to all adweek podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.